and welcome to Adventures in Awakening. Thank you for joining us today. Today I have on the most wonderful Beth. How are you today, <laughs> Bethany? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for um, having me on today. I'm excited about this. I am so excited to share you with the world. So, <laughs> you, have so you have definitely made an impact on my life um, and have been a big part of my adventure. So would you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, Well, my name is Bethany Pittman, and believe it or not, I'm a fourth grade teacher here in Medina, and I have been given a gift um, of uh, being able to feel people's energies and work with people's energies uh, in a positive way. And so with that, I've I've started a business um, back in 2012 that allows me to use my gift and help others. Yes. And so I have been going to you for quite a few years um, for Reiki as well as biofield tuning. Um, can you explain kind of, I guess, maybe part of your awakening story or how you discovered your gifts, kind of where, kind of the little pathways to where you landed today? Wonderful. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. I remember as a small child that like when you fall and you hurt yourself, you would, you know, grab your knee or your ankle that whatever might be hurting. And I remember thinking it was really cool. I could feel heat coming from my hands, but I really didn't understand it and didn't think much about it. And fast forward 30 years and I have a son who's in the hospital with a very serious heart condition. And, um, as we were there in the hospital, I, I had this need to like hover over him with my hands. And when we brought him home from the hospital and uh, we had to give him meds midway through the night, I would sit there with my hands and just lay them over his small body and, and I would pray. So it was almost like I was laying on of hands for my child and there would be prayer going on and I could feel this energy flowing. And so um, I had always known about polarity and reflexology and, and had done massages for my, myself in the past and um, decided that, you know, I want to learn a little more about this. So I started taking classes in uh, 2010. I did Healing Touch through Cleveland Clinic and found more and more, I was more and more interested in this and it brought me balance. So I took a reflexology class. I took a polarity class um, where I'm certified as an APP, uh, Reiki, and then in 2018, I took something called biofield tuning. So I've kind of have all these little modalities that I have brought to, um, brought in, and I add them to like an integrative session for others. Love it. So I've experienced several of your sessions, and you definitely have a different approach than, uh, most people, most sessions. I I mean, you walk into this room and you feel completely safe and protected. And I remember the first time that I met you, definitely like we just kind of hit it off and I felt like Mm -hmm. we've we've definitely connected in a past life or soul sister connection for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) And the way, um, I'll just share a brief how we met. So when I was starting my healing journey, um, I started like leaving crystals all throughout the house. And when friends at 
should remove them. <laughs> like, you know, aw. And then I just was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to leave them out. Like, whatever. If they're going to judge me, whatever. And then someone noticed and they're like, hey, you're into this stuff. And I said, yeah. And they're like, well, I know someone that you should meet. And then I'm like, okay, I'll know a session with her and we just hit it off and I've been going to you um for quite a while Mm -hmm. so how long Um, have you been teaching Reiki um I am go ahead what was your question again not teaching Reiki um but practicing um I think it was about 2014 when I got my Reiki certification and um I've gone through the different levels of Reiki and Holy Fire 3 is um my latest that I have done. And when I took my Reiki class, that like totally opened up my senses and um, my abilities. Um, my intuitive intuition came through much stronger. And I, and people are like, yeah, you know, you're going to notice a change. And I was like, yeah, right. I've been doing this for a while now. But yes, when I did my Reiki training, um, my senses kind of went on like, overdrive it was crazy and um now when i am doing a reiki session or an integrative session where i am bringing my reiki in i am learning to um sense things in people that i wasn't aware of being able to do five years ago or maybe 10 years ago um so like now when i'm working on somebody i might have an experience where um I am having, oh, I know, when I feel heat over their liver, I know they're very angry. And if I have a sharp pain in my back, I know that at some point there was somebody or there's somebody stabbing them in the back. And so that is what's bringing up this emotion that needs to be released. Mm -hmm. Can I ask one question here? Were you originally Yasui Reiki or were you always just Holy Fire? Um, no, I was your Siri Reiki is way I started. Okay. And, um, and then I also did, it's, I think it's Karana Reiki and yes. there's chants that go with that. And so I will say those chants in my head when I am working on somebody. Okay. So I started with Yusui as well. Um, twice have went under two different masters under that. Mm-hmm. And then I have just begun Holy Fire and oh man, did I notice a big difference after my uh-huh. Holy Fire. And I've only... Yeah level one there but the heat in my body now Mm -hmm. it's so isn't that crazy amazing like yeah people that um have not experienced reiki and um for themselves may not understand what we're talking about but trust us when we say it is potent the the Mm -hmm. feeling of warmth that is coming from you i will give an example so i've been holding these sister circles at my house Mm -hmm. and for the um, last full moon, there was a sound bath going on and I was raking uh, quite a few people. It wow. took me probably a good 45 minutes to cool down. Like I took ice packs from the freezer mm-hmm. and like was placing them on my cheek, <laughs> on my stomach. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so heated. Like um, it was really, I was like shaking out the hands, just trying yep. to like, okay, let's bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you need to go stand outside, stick your feet in the grass, <laughs> I let it go. Did. But I know there might be snow now, so we can't do that as well. <laughs> but it's so like, I recommend sticking your feet in the snow. It's really um, empowering. It definitely 
energy. Let's say that it grounds you to the earth while you get energy. Right. So people that are doing Reiki, that is one thing you've got to learn how to release and um, kind of cleanse your body afterwards. And you and I have talked about that. Um, anytime you do body work or energy work on somebody, it's important to kind of cut the cut off the uh, the session, I guess, in a positive way. And I oftentimes will do things with my hands uh, to kind of cut the cords. But mm-hmm. um, uh, we had talked about like doing an Epsom uh, Eps salt bath or a salt bath of sorts or in the shower, scrubbing your body with that, because it's important to stay grounded after you have done sessions like you have, you were explaining, but you, you don't realize how much that energy is starting to build up on you. Like you were saying how you had to take that, um, the ice and put it on your face. (laughs) And I think it was just because of the vibration of the sound and the full moon and when, you know, winter. So all of it, I, it was, um, and everyone was still here. So it wasn't, yeah. Well, and that's it too. You know, you were really working a very powerful day mm-hmm. and time. So all that amazing energy was just flowing. It was very powerful. I've never felt like my body vibrate the way it was uh-huh. with the bowls oh. and the Reiki for sure. Oh, that's great. And everybody there was so blessed to have that experience with you. Yeah, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you explain to me, I know that you can sense things in people and I can share some of the things um, later on that you've definitely helped me with, but what can, if somebody is going to reach out to you that listens to this and they come to your space, what can they expect? What is a typical session like? So I don't like a lot of background information. I mean, just, uh, I'll ask, you know, what, do you, what have you heard about me? And please know that every experience that someone has is different from another person. So it's what you're going to come in, how open you are to um, what you get out of a session when you come see me. Um, one thing I, you know, I ask about aches and pains, but I can feel these things. So if I start out, um, for, for example, an integrated session that I would do, I would uh, start at the feet. And I can feel in the, when I'm doing my pressure points on the foot, and it's funny because here I am talking and I've got my hands like um, in front of a pair of feet (laughs) and I'm like, well, what's the first thing that I do? Um, So here I am massaging the foot and I'm feeling where there's trapped energy and I can then release it um, using pressure points or using my tuning forks. So anyway, so then I would talk to them about that. And usually the first 20 minutes is of a reflexology session. And is when you can talk, we can have a conversation about what's going on. And then I take my tuning forks and uh, I do a a protocol, if you want to call it, uh, to help the body ground and open up to receiving the energy so that healing can take place. And I learned that when I did my biofield tuning And then from there, I will check to see what chakras are off balance. I enjoy working with the chakras. It's also a visual for them. I'll use a a pendulum. From there, I then, depending on what the body needs, I do a lot of praying and talking in my head to the body, you know, and try and get the system to kind of flow a little bit easier and release things that it no longer needs to hang on to. And it usually lasts about an hour and I hope it's relaxing. I, want, I love when people go to sleep. It's like such an honor that you feel safe enough to, 
to nod off while I'm working on you. Um, I use a very light touch. Uh, sometimes I don't even place my hands on the body. I kind of hover above sometimes. Um, other times I am directly like on your joints. For example, I would be on your wrist and your elbow and your elbow, your shoulder. Um, and while I'm doing that, I can feel the, your flow of energy coming through my hands and it's very magical. So every session is different though, correct? Correct. With, mm-hmm. Depending on the client. What are some correct. things that you have um, either felt or noticed um, that are kind of common sessions? Um, well, so what I notice or what I feel is almost like the waves um, on a lake or an ocean when I work on people. They are either very stagnant where there is no movement at all. And my goal is to get some flow going. Other times um, they're crashing waves where it's almost too much energy and I need to calm the energy down. And so by placing my hands over them or on their um, joints, I can kind of manipulate it, manipulate the energy or get the energy to flow in a more positive vibration that would be best for their system and I personally don't know what that is because I'm just the conduit I'm working with higher ups God Jesus whatever you're you know the universe whatever you want it to be Um, and they're the ones who know what's highest and best for you I also make sure that when I go into a session it's not about me like healing you because I that's not what I do. It's about you being open to this experience that's highest and best for you. Kind of, I talk to your spiritual team and we kind of have a conversation and I just want to, I just want whatever healing needs, whatever's highest and best is the way I look at it. Um, as far as healing goes for that person that's on my table. And your sessions are so powerful. Um, and for me, definitely life-changing. Um, I have never, I mean, I've had a lot of people that I've worked with and, you know, a lot of uh, Reiki sessions over the years mm-hmm. and yours are by far my favorite. Oh, thank you so by much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, so I can walk in to your session. You can be like, what's going on? Like, I'll share what happened a few months ago. Yeah, And I was like, I'm having this pain in my chest. And I knew it was like, I was holding on to energy because I know mm-hmm. I'm very in tune with my body. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you looked at me and you're like, you need to stop teaching so much. You're, you're, yeah. you're putting yourself out there. You're, you need to just take some time. And there was more to the story than that. And th- for the next 10 days, I cried when I'm not a big crier. And I stopped, I stopped teaching. I didn't plan to, but every time I went to that place to teach, I cried. And I was like, this is my body saying, not do this anymore. It was one of the most healing two weeks of my life. Mm. And all I, and it was just, you know, you intuitively felt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and it's fascinating to me how I'll get messages they kind of just pop into my head and I've learned you might as well just say it mm-hmm. because I, and I don't judge myself. There is no judgment in my room. Uh, just kind of let it flow. And especially when it comes from the heart, 
And I remember having that conversation with you and it was just like, so matter of factly, <laughs> it was just like, Hey, by the way, this is what I feel. Yeah. And uh, when you did, you came back and we talked after that, um, that cleansing that took place within you and you allowing those tears to come through for as long as they needed to, so that healing could take place within yourself is just like so cool that you allowed that and mm -hmm. didn't stomp it down further. So good for and you. Here, and here I am looking at you like, no, this is why I'm upset. And you're like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, no. Yeah. That happens to me. It's just the weirdest thing. And it's like, um, yeah. So it's affirmation for me to believe in myself too. So I appreciate hearing those things. Yes. I'm so grateful. And I, um, I've had so many wonderful experiences with you and I want you to share a little bit about your biofield tuning. Um, because I think this is like life changing. I think moving oh. forward, I mean, we are energy. We're all energy, mm -hmm. right? I right. think the world is hopefully starting to open up to these other ways of healing that are life changing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we're here to heal and right. we don't necessarily always need to relive the trauma or refill no. the trauma in order for it to heal. Right. <laughs> exactly. Sorry about that. Um, I love biofield tuning, but I, I have to say I am like tone deaf. I could not carry a tune if I wanted to. And biofield tuning changed my life as a practitioner. So um, I was trained by Eileen McCusick out in Burlington, Vermont. And she somehow, she was a massotherapist, and she started playing around with tuning forks in the body. And like you were saying, we are energy. We are all energy. And we can't destroy energy but we can certainly make it better than bring that vibration up. They talk about raising the vibration, um, which I feel we really do need on our earth today. It's something that um, I feel like there's that fear factor and we need to rise above it. And with the biofield tuning, when I'm working on clients using my tuning forks, I can actually feel where there's a trauma or a stressor within their biofield. And for those of you who don't know what a biofield is, that's your aura. So you have like five, you know, five feet of space around you that if you have your eyes shut, you can feel when somebody's stepping into your space. Um, that's the area I really enjoy working on. And the belief is that about five feet away, six feet away from your body is the beginning of your time. So birth. And as you start stepping into the field, you get to the side of the body, which is actually where you're at today at your age. And as I take the tuning fork and comb through the field, I can feel where these stressors or traumas are, but you don't need to relive that stress or trauma. I, can, I may say to you, hey, do you remember a time where you felt stuck and you couldn't move forward when you were 10? And I might see in my mind um, a person on a bicycle uh, getting uh, in an accident, they have fallen or something, and they'll say, yes, I was riding my bike, I um, fell and broke my leg. Well, we're going to remove that. And times you don't even have to share that information with me. And I just take the tuning fork and a couple times of uh, hitting the fork, I am able to, with the 
hockey puck, um, able to break that up. And the belief is that the photons from that are pushed closer and closer to the body, at which time as I move forward, I'm able to take those photons and place them into um, the chakra that we've predetermined prior to the session. And we then release them to the heavens. Did I explain that okay? <laughs> yes. So at the beginning of a session, let's let's pretend I'm walking into the office. This okay. is my very first time. I would lay on a table and you would kind mm -hmm. of give me, at first we determine the chakra mm -hmm. that we're going to work on. Yes. Um, and so, it's different every time. Right. And now not yet, it is usually different each time. Sometimes I will have clients come back and we'll start on a chakra we had done the week before. Um, and the reason for that is sometimes there's some debris left over that didn't get picked up. It's always so fascinating to me, but usually I go quickly through that. Um, I'll be able to go through that quicker than like 20 minutes. And then you just pick up those other pieces and move on. And the chakra is determined by uh, the tuning fork. You go through, uh, you, do you start with one or? So what I do is I actually use a pendulum and I then have the, um, uh, let's say we start at the feet and your feet, the pendulum's telling me that you are um, not balanced here. You're out of balance. And so depending if it's the right foot or the left foot, or is it both? And if it's the right foot and it has to do with, um, oh, let's see, stuck, not able to move forward, which is the example I'd used earlier. Um, then what we do is we focus on times in your lifetime where you were stuck and could not move forward at different ages. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then go ahead. Oh, as you're doing the session and you're going the body, correct? Mm -hmm. You then get intuitive messages or feelings right. about what's going on. Right. And tell me how that correlates with the age. Um, so as I'm moving, so at birth, so this is kind of interesting. When I'm at birth, I have to find the outer edge of your biofield. If it's, and if it's this very interesting, heavy kind of feeling as I'm entering your biofield. And as I come, as I'm in there, there'll be times where the footwork sounds like off or um, I call it ants on the fork because they're very busy. And to me, that's worry. So sometimes prior to me, even I shouldn't go here yet, but I can feel that maybe your mom or your father um, were cut, they were stressed out at that time. And so I have, I take time to remove that stress from, because it's affecting your biofield. Right. And then, um, yeah, so anyways, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but as I'm coming in, I've had where um, a child who was stuck and couldn't move forward at like age 10, I have, had where I can taste alcohol and I'll ask was your dad an alcoholic and they will say yes um, I can smokers I can I smell the smoke and I will ask is this something that was going on did this cause a problem yeah I had one person whose house burnt down because of it um, let's see what other interesting I don't write this stuff down I guess I should <laughs> And when you're, when you're channel, at least for me, when I'm like channeling or when I'm in a session, 
I tend to get like my human, my brain is definitely more flighty than it would be normally because you're so in the present moment and you're so with breath and really Mm -hmm. there for the the client Mm -hmm. that it's hard to even remember. Right, right. And, and yeah, and not only that, I don't want to hang on to it. Right. You know, it's something that just needs to be let go. So for me, I loved my session, my sessions, um, Mm -hmm. because we hang on to things that we don't even think we are holding on to, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, so the big one for me, I have had a lot, um, lots of healing that need, needs done, but one that it took a while to release was the birth of my children. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Go ahead and share. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she is working on me and she's like, is there something with the, you know, the birth of your children? I'm just feeling like this heat. I instantly got so mad and like pissed off. Like I was legit like fuming, like it was happening in that moment um, that I was holding on to not being able to have a vaginal birth. So I've had three, three children, three C-sections. That's right. And that's something that I've always said, well, in my next life, I'm definitely going to do it like, because that makes me more of a woman or, you know, if I'm able to do that, like an all natural vaginal birth. And so during, I mean, it took almost the whole session. I still think Mm I have (laughs) because I instantly get like pissed Mm -hmm. off. Um, But it took most of the session for me to let that go. But the heat and the rage that I felt in my body, Mm -hmm was like, I wasn't even aware that I was holding on to that. Yeah. And now I see it as like, this is a base for a whole nother, like I could tangent on like, you know, how women are treated in hospitals and da, 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 yeah. um, that it needs to change. That's a system that needs to change. I mean, we should be fully supported, but I was totally holding on to that. Right. Like totally. Yeah. So now I'm like going back in my mind to that time, that session we were having. And um, the awareness, and remember always that there is a gift in this. And that is something I, with you and my other clients, you know, what was the gift that you got out of this? There is a gift in that strength, mm-hmm. um, endurance. I mean, to, to be sliced open, uh, to me, it's just like, wow, you um, are so strong to allow that to uh, and, and was allowed to occur so you could have children uh-huh and without and it's completely... it yeah go ahead as you say without it you may not be here today exactly so and that's 100 percent true yeah so don't let that small moment in time define who you are right you know it that's where you've got, I mean, like, I look at that, I'm like, oh, my, I just want to just pluck that off of you and throw it away because don't <laughs> let that define you. It still pisses me off. I know right it pisses now. you off because I can feel it. I'm sitting here sweating yeah. profusely right now. It's like, <laughs> damn. I'll, I'll be in contact in a few weeks. <laughs> session. But maybe that's why. Maybe there's more, you know, there's more we have to do here. Yeah. Um, oh, that's funny. No, I mean, it is. And, and so I admire, I admire the fact that you have brought that up because that was a very significant and, um, oh, it's word I'm looking for. 
vulnerable part of you that you're sharing with the audience now? I was surprised. I mean, this is proof that it works because you were at the age where I had my children, Mm -hmm. you were feeling this emotion and you're like, what's it tied to? And you know, that was one of the happiest times of my life. I wouldn't have had that emotion. It was just, um, I was holding on to that. And intuitively that just came out, you know, it just came out. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just, it just shows it validates that there's so much power in this healing modality that it works. And then you don't have to feel it. Like I know Mm -hmm. that we've healed trauma from my early childhood mm-hmm. from I think even before I was born right. um, where you can sense it I can talk mm-hmm. about it with you or not right and right. we just let it go because it doesn't right. need to be felt no right right and it is that simple and I do sessions also that are um, remote so from my home and I will work on people I've got a client in Texas and Pennsylvania um, Oh, it's Southern Ohio. And it's amazing to me that even over the phone, we can release it. We can release it and it can be done with ease. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the people that I have worked on remotely are just like, like you were saying, just blown away that how could this experience take place over a phone and I feel so much lighter. So you do Reiki sessions as well as the biofield tuning virtually. I have not done Reiki. Oh, I've not done Reiki virtually. I've only done biofield tuning virtually, but I don't, but you know what, but really to be honest, I don't see why you couldn't do it. Um, I like at night when I can't sleep, I am sending Reiki to the world. Mm -hmm. I start local I like start with my neighborhood and I send out unconditional love and and to and health to everyone and I expand it to the entire city of Medina and then I go to Medina County I go to the entire state of Ohio then I go to the United States and I go Canada and to the North Pole and all the way down to South America and Antarctica <laughs> and across the oceans. And I don't see why you, you know, I, nobody has ever asked me to do it, but I don't see, as long as you set the intention, you're going to have, you're going to have healing take place. Yes. May not I, be the, may not be the healing you want, but it's the healing that person needs. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I know that I've held, um, distance Reiki sessions and mm-hmm. um, they work just as good. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. all the same, all the same. Right. In right. fact, one time we were on vacation and our dog had, we have little dogs, um, had eaten a chicken bone. Uh-huh. And so the dog sitter called me in this like freaked out panic. And I was Aww. like, you know, so emotional, like, oh gosh. Um, so rushing him, like he wasn't breathing, rushing him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat there in this hotel room with a pillow my crystals mm-hmm. and tuned into his body and I was raking him and Aww. I looked at Jason, my husband, and I said, I am not feeling him anymore. Like, I think he doesn't need it. Like he's fine. <laughs> I'm not, this Aww. is weird. I could feel him at first. And so she 
then later called and she's like, it's so funny. We were driving to the vet. We get there and he just pops up. Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. And then, I mean, she still went through with taking him and getting him checked out, but I could feel yeah. him. I mean, yes. we were in Florida and Ohio. What a different, you know, yeah. I right. could feel him and know. And I think that's something people need to get out of their heads that, oh, oh you can't do that type of thing. I, we can do anything we set our minds to. Mm-hmm. And if it's bringing some sort of relief to somebody, absolutely. It's kind of like when I hear the helicopters leaving the hospitals and I hear life like going over our house, which is frequently, or if I see an ambulance, I always say a prayer. You know, give knowledge to the people that are, you know, guide these people in a way to that would be most helpful for this person that's injured. Maybe we need to do a more of that in our society. Absolutely. There's so much power um, and intention, right? Mm-hmm. And being aware. Right. And right. I believe right now that this, the world, all of us are trying to raise our vibration. Each yes. individual the entire planet and in order to do so we have to heal right we have to get rid of what we're holding on to and I think what you offer is such a great way to do that I mean it could take me years of therapy and counseling and reliving the bullshit when I could have a session like this and not have to I don't think we have to feel it all again I don't think um Yeah. And that's huge. And I think what you offer isn't everywhere. Um, You have this niche that you've kind of created in your business and your practice and what you share is completely from heart. I um, even tried to sign up for biofield training and it's like Mm -hmm. waitlisted sold out. No crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, Yeah. That was I think, like you said, people are starting, and and maybe this has been a this is a gift COVID has given us, is that people are realizing there are other alternatives in life on how to, we can go about healing. Yeah, I think um, it'll continue to grow and evolve. I sure hope so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I feel really blessed to have had an opportunity to go in and work and actually work with the person who. Um, started biofield to tuning um Eileen McCusick and meeting with her out in San Diego was just like wow this is this is so cool to the be with the person who came up with this quote unquote protocol procedure to help people release things um I wanted to add something I I had a I've had a couple people in like you were talking about you can go to counseling for years and years and years and not resolve anything I've had um, several clients who have been in counseling who have had extreme traumas as children. And they came to me, I worked on, the idea is, um, the ideal way to do biofield tuning is to come in for three sessions. Um, They need to be between seven and 10 days apart. So your body can kind of uh, heal itself and then get ready to continue on this path of healing. And so the woman came to me and I did the three sessions and she went to her counselor and her counselor's like, what have you done? You like, you are a changed woman. 
And she explained that she had come to see me. Um, since then, the counselor has come to see me too, which is like, wow, so, such an honor. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, yeah, and as soon as she had gotten through working with me, all these doors started opening for her. Things that she didn't think would ever possibly happen in her lifetime. And um, so I think when you do clear out some of that crap, uh, it allows for growth to take place. And in some cases, it's by leaps and bounds. Um, that's absolutely so true. And I, I will say that I went through three. Mm-hmm. And definitely after the first, I, my, I actually physically felt light. I told you this. I was yeah. like, I feel like I weigh less as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like I physically felt lighter. Mm-hmm. I could feel it in my body. That's that is probably the most common thing I hear when I say at the end of a session, how are you feeling? They're like, Oh, I feel fine. And then they get off the table and it's like, Oh my gosh, I feel so light. And I love mm-hmm. it when men come to see me. Cause they always, and you can always tell they're like, yeah, what is this? What is this all about? Why is my wife making me come here? And then they're like, I get it now. And they come back for the other two sessions. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's so powerful for me. I I would say I had a pretty traumatic childhood and for me to have it just like you, it was, it's just like, ah, okay. Yeah. I remember what it's like not to carry that. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Right. That's pretty um, healing. So in addition to the chakras, do you work in with any other areas with the tuning forks or any like, freeing energetic knots or anything like that? I enjoy, well, when I'm, I use the tuning forks on the bottom of the feet to uh, release any, you know, I oftentimes will feel stuck energy in different, in organs um, or in uh, bones. I can feel, especially in the backbone, which is along the side of your foot on the inside by the big toe and going down that's your spine. Um, And I can take the tuning fork in there and, release what feels like a buildup of energy. Um, I am curious, like I'm kind of going down a path of meridians now. I'm, I'm kind of in the back of my mind, if I had more time to do some studying, would love to be able to use uh, tuning forks on the meridians and the acupressure points. But I'm not there okay. yet. That's my next step. I don't know. I have lots of next steps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know that for my Reiki sessions that I have now, and I think from working with you, I use tuning forks in a different way, not hearing the sound, but yeah. I'm able to kind of weave the aura or repair um, anything that they're, sometimes there's, they're holding on to things that aren't theirs. And yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that lately where it's like ancestral or mm-hmm. karmic and they're just carrying it, not even knowing it's there or there's tears. Um, yes. And using the tuning forks, I'm able to kind of like oh, sew it up, I guess. Oh, that's so cool that you're doing that. Now, when you, are you using the um, hockey puck as you're, are you using the weighted forks or the unweighted forks? Um, I have several. So it just depends okay. on the client and the session. Yeah. Drawn to. So, yeah. So when you're doing that, do you tend to like, for some reason, I'm, I heard you say weave. Are you doing like a figure eight type of movement with your hands? Yes. I'm just, okay. That's, okay. that's what I was kind of picturing. Um, yep. See, she just knows, o- guys. 
Yeah, it's yeah. So then, are you also? Oh, are you also connecting? Like the different chakras? Like, are you? Oh, there's like lots of questions I have for you now. Um, yes, I I feel like what I can see is the energy in and out of their chakras. Yeah. And so if you think of what is that symbol called? The um, kind of think of the DNA, the double helix, and oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, um, I feel like I'm doing that throughout yeah. the chakras. Oh, so where there's stuff there, it's it's dig it's going a little deeper than yeah. So okay, here's something that's gonna blow your mind, but and you need to know it. So each, you know, you've got your chakras: the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. And within each chakra, there are seven chakras. Mm -hmm. Kind of fun, kind of mind blowing at times. So do you think within those seven chakras, we hold on to, like, I, what I'm feeling is that it's like ancestral or older stuff that's, that's deeper within those, um, that's being cleared. I, I, my gut is saying yes. I think that, like you said, it goes deeper and think about, oh, I just took a, Okay, hang on one second. I, I took a picture of something that I wanted to pull up, and it talks about like how many generations our DNA, the different how many generations back it goes. From you know, you just think about your grandmother, your grandfather, but it goes further than that, and Isn't all those experiences. What was that? I think it's seven. Yeah, and it, but it's like a huge amount of people that. Mm -hmm it's attached to it and, and half of so, them you don't even know if it's like my right. family <laughs> like what's right so then you go back and it's like you've got all this crap from everybody else all their traumas and stressors and it's like oh so lucky we can even walk upright <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> and we're and i yeah. feel like we all just need to heal it now because beautiful children in this world mm -hmm. changing and mm -hmm. we're all of us who are probably in my age range and yours are being asked and called on I feel like to heal it all yeah to really I, um yeah go ahead no I was gonna say yeah I agree it's um and it, and it's like a lot of people are kind of just falling into it if you would allow if people would just allow themselves to experience it and allow that healing to take place but you got to really you can say it but you got to really mean it mm -hmm. just being so open deep. yeah oh I can't wait to see you in person and you show me your little weaving thing you do yeah I feel like it was like one one of the last sessions we had together where you were working on me and uh -huh. I said no I feel like you need to turn work upside gotcha. down and yep. pull it out and right give it away it's, right. I, then it's been, I've been incorporating it. Awesome. Yeah. Like I really, but it just happens naturally, right? It just, mm -hmm. see, this is it. This is the other thing that's been like my big, I was like, I'm taking all these classes. I'm a school teacher. You have to do everything by the book. This is what the book says. And I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. Just allow, go with the flow. See what feels best. Mm -hmm. that's what that's what my that's my big thing right now and following your joy 
right? Mm-hmm. When you do that, when you follow right. your joy, when you're living that heart centered um, from that place, it just, it flows, it happens. Right. But we are such a conditioned society that you have, you know, you, you have to do it this way. And I think that's something we need to get away from. It's like mm-hmm. you look at the ocean and how the waves come back and forth. No two wave is even the same. No two snowflakes are the same. No, you know, why is it we have to be so regimented? Yeah. I don't it's know so why. true. And we mm-hmm. so judge and compare mm-hmm. and yes. um, have been conditioned to believe things are a certain way. But if we just paused and really tapped in and were able mm-hmm. to feel that, right? right? Coming back to the feeling and the heart center, uh, I think if we just paused to be within ourselves, um, we would be open and really feel yeah. the truth of what's going, you know. And start to believe in your gut. If something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. And if it brings you joy, you're on the right path for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I I talk about a lot in my like empowerment workshops um, mm-hmm. about how long ago, long, long, long ago, when we lived in community and were tribal, we lived, I mean, we were not mind thinkers. We were in the body. Every, mm-hmm. every decision that shot, you know, in shamanism, the wise women made the elders was from feeling was from that right. space right behind the solar plexus. Um, Mm -hmm. that intuitive knowing and now we're a society that we don't trust that anymore Mm -hmm. we listen to our logical mind which tends to be the ego right yeah doesn't always lead us in the right direction yeah no we definitely need to step away from that and start going back within absolutely so I have one final question about the actual tuning forks if you wouldn't mind sharing um because it goes back to just understanding vibrations. So for those in the audience that are listening that this is newer, um, do each of your tuning forks carry their own vibration? Uh, And do they correlate with the chakras? So I have several sets of tuning forks. Uh, I have a set of tuning forks that are specifically for the chakras. Those are the ones I first started with. And I was amazed um, by the, the pull I would get with, uh, with the pull towards the chakra I was working on with them. And then I have um, weighted forks, which are really low in vibration. They sound um, deeper. I have the, there's even a tuning fork, the ohm tuning fork, which is supposed to be the vibration of the earth. Uh, many people in, like to feel that on their body. That is one thing I didn't explain is I do open up your system by placing the tuning fork um, around different parts of the body, like on the bottom of your feet and the sides of your knees and on your hips and um, shoulder and on the sternum and on the uh, top of your head. The other tuning forks that I use is like a 174, which is supposed to be the vibration of this human cell. And uh, I have one, I think it's a 528 is for uh, DNA repair, help with that. So there are, and that's just, also the vibration of love, I believe, right? I think you're right. Yep, I'm pretty sure you're right. And so with that, you know, it's it's interesting to see, and how these people figure all this out is beyond me. <laughs> um, I do want to get a oh, which one is it? I want to get there's a new fork out that I want to get. I can't think of the vibration. 
Um, but, and then I have like a 144, which is a, um, oh, it's a, what is that called? Oh, I never say this word right. Eh, doesn't matter right now. But yes, yeah, so I do use different forks um, over different par parts of the body and throughout the session. And I f sometimes find that my, the female side of the body, which is your left side, male side is your right side. Um, when I want to bring balance, when I'm on the male side, it's better to use the female fork because they're too like masculine. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, and, absolutely. And this opposite for the woman's side, I'll, I'll bring in the heavier fork, the, the male fork to bring the balance to the, to the female side of the body. Um, yeah. So, so would the male be lower frequency and the female higher? It, um, it is the ones that I use. Yes. Okay. And I don't have them in front of me right now to tell you what the vibration is. I know one's a 64 point something or other. Um, and I think of 39, and then you can get into these tuning forks that are for the vibration of the planets, the planetary forks. Have you looked at those? No. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> so that's neat. A little bit more because well, I, I was, so I, there I isn't, see, that's another place I need to go. I need to go check out all these other forks. I'm going to have time. I've been busy. Huh. That, that yeah. might, that interests me a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. We, so because I've been, look up the, go ahead. And it's just called vibration of the planet. Uh, planetary forks, I think is what it's called. Okay. And, um, Eileen does not, to my knowledge, does not work with those. I mean, that's a whole nother modality to go down, but it's interesting yeah, that might with the yeah with some of the stuff you know that I have going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that, that's and interesting. I, I wonder if there wouldn't be a tuning fork for the ley lines. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I that's another thing I did want to ask real quick. I know we're um, short on time, but so I have the tuning that human biofield book, and they talk uh -huh. about the Schumann residence in yes. the book, um, and how if you google or go online um it's raising like the earth the, the vibration, earth vibration is actually is raising. raising yes um so do you have i think everything we kind of shared mm -hmm. um has led us to this do you, with the vibration of the planet raising is there any mm -hmm. additional insight or wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience um that can just help them learn and grow a little bit or to offer support because we're in this transition, this time of change, mm -hmm. and I don't think it's going to end tomorrow. Is there any mm -hmm. additional insight you'd like to share? Um, keep breathing and balance is very important right now in life. Um, and everything that you do, you can't be all in for just work, work, work. You have to take care of yourself and nurture yourself. And women, we are the worst at nurturing ourselves. And it really, it's okay to do this. As a matter of fact, it would help balance this world out, I think, a little bit quicker if we could do, do good things for ourselves, whether you go for a massage or maybe you go, dare I say, go get that cup of coffee in peace, you know, where you don't have anybody running around. Take some time to be with you. Absolutely. Keeping it simple. 
so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) I no, I was like really nervous about this because I am not one to put myself out there. And Amber's like, Bethany, you have to try this. I'm like, I don't know that I can. But um, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, bad was it? I would love to do it again if you're looking for somebody to have a conversation with. Just give me a topic and we'll go down that path. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me where people can find you. I want everyone listening to schedule a session to try it out. Um, 2022 (laughs) is a year for more healing. And uh, Bethany can help support you along your way. She's definitely, she's become a friend has helped so much in my adventure and my path and helped me heal and raise my vibration. And she's someone that I can go to and um, she's just pure heart. So I'm so, you're so sweet. I just know where they can find you. Um, Well, if you want to check out my website, I am uh, www.soulstoheal.com. And I am located right here in Medina off of East Smith. I am located at 708 East Smith Road. Um, my, my room is inside Balanced Living Chiropractic. And my phone number is 330-618-5995. You can call or text me. Um, I don't know if Amber knows this, but I'm out of commission right now until probably mid-January because I broke my foot in two places. Um, so I've not done anything. Big guy upstairs must have wanted me to take a, take some time for myself, um, mm-hmm. since, uh, the first of November. So I'm hoping to be back mid, uh, January and, um, doing biofield tuning and my integrative sessions and Reiki and all that. She'll have a wait list people. So be sure to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And by the way, I teach from noon until four. So I take clients, I take one client in the morning, either like at nine or 10. And then I take a client uh, after school, which is after four o'clock and um, on the Saturdays. So there you have it, friends. Well, thank you so much, Bethany. I'm so very grateful. And everyone just remember to reach out to her to try it out take time for yourself. And when you awaken you, you remember you. Namaste. I love that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.